I'm Alex Milway and I'm here to interview Viv Schwartz, author of There Are Cats, in this book. Um, hi Viv. Hello. I just wanted to start by saying, um, by getting a brief introduction to where you're from and, and a background to you. And uh, I, I take it you were born and grew up in Germany and uh, came over to study, is that right? Yes, I did. Um, quite quite soon after school. Lovely, quite <laughs> soon, soon after school. Could. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it seemed a good idea at the time. And that was to study uh, illustration, was it? Or? Um, no, to do a foundation um, and in art and... Is it called art and design? And, art and design, art, yeah. Yeah, art foundation course, because um, they didn't do that kind of thing in Germany at the time. And I didn't have any art lessons in school, so or not many. Um, and so I thought I could do with that, basically. Okay, and, and uh, as you write and illustrate the work, I, I often wonder what comes first. Do the pictures come first, or does the story come first? Well, normally some sort of idea comes first of what would be a really nice beginning or ending for a story. Right, so that would be in written form, I suppose, in a notebook, is it, or something? um, In my head most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then it sits there for a while. And then when I got a really good one, I I tend to... um, call a meeting with someone. <laughs> <laughs> a friend, is this? Like a, no, a, a publisher. Break, a publisher right. and, uh, and then go in and say, I've got this idea, and then tell them how the story should end. And then I pretend <laughs> that I know how it should begin as well, and I listen to myself like, and see what I say. And uh, then either they get excited about that or not. And then I have to make up the middle bit. That's, that's normally how it goes. And then there's lots of kind of doodles being made about... Like how the story's supposed to go, um, which make a lot of sense to me and hopefully a bit of sense to them. But it's normally not um, very developed drawings until it's quite far on, and the writing normally comes later as well. It's oh, just okay. kind of it's it's like the shape of the story comes first. So writing and obviously the story is actually obviously very important as because I my I imagined that your characters would be quite strong and you'd be putting stories onto your your characters. No, the characters come. They they fit the uh, shape of the of what needs to happen, and then once there's characters, and normally new things happen, right? Okay. And it becomes more, um, a bit more complex, but not too complex since it's it's picture books. You can't. It's quite good not to get too complex. No, so they definitely it's quite influence each other. You yeah. find that the the story influences the drawings as much as the drawings influence the story. As um... a, little, a little bit. I mean, the, no, the drawings have to fit in the end, but the the characters influence the story. A bit. There's always a few bits where the story is a bit stuck, and often the characters, once they're, once they feel real, they know what to do at that point. Yeah, yes. And sort it out. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> right. So um, there are cats in this book. Is the third book that you've both written and illustrated, uh, but it's quite different in approach to the others. Um, I, I mean, I kind of think there's there's less narrative and a greater emphasis possibly on reader participation. Uh, with flaps to flick over and page turns within pages, etc. Uh, did the book initially have a more involved plot? No, it didn't have a plot until really late on. It was always meant to be um, kind of like a nice day you can have with cats. That was the idea. <laughs> it was like, I want to make a book with cats in. And then after a while, that became the title, basically. There are cats in this book. And then um, it was always meant to be some sort of storyline that involves you interacting with some cats and I I spent a lot of time trying to find ways that make that possible Um, and then at some point decided to use novelty bits which I thought I wouldn't because it costs quite a lot of money so I thought that would jeopardise the 
project <laughs> because the, the publishers might not want to do it. But by that time, it had already been contracted. So uh, excellent. Because the novelty aspect. I mean, I don't yeah. think it kind of. Even though I suppose you could call it a novelty kind of book, and that those flaps and stuff mm. to move, that sort of seems just like an extra page to the book almost because it furthers the story. It's not like, oh look, there's a, a new thing under this flap. It's actually sometimes the story moves on when you turn the flap because there's words on them and things like that. Yeah, it was meant to. It was meant to be. All the flaps were meant to be integral to. There shouldn't be any flaps um, that that don't make you do something in a way yeah if that makes sense okay so um viv's just shown me some of the mock-ups and all the things that she went through to actually create this book and they're, they're amazing um basically i i mean it's it's so bold and exciting and, and kind of crazy in the way it looks and i imagine there's there was probably a lot of uh, convincing needed doing to your publisher to actually make them do a lot of this stuff i mean what sort of problems did you go through i mean did you have um or did your publisher have much say in it i mean was it quite complicated um well they didn't they let me oh, they always have a lot of say <laughs> they yeah. can always they can veto things so um but they could veto if i did like too many flaps and stuff if i, if I made it it wasn't allowed to get too expensive because it's not it wasn't done by the novelty department i don't know if it had a novelty budget so um but actually I, that wasn't much of a problem because i tried from the beginning to make it as cheap as possible <laughs> <laughs> so it's really you always gotta think with flaps. You you need they they're kind of glued down with with spots with spots of glue, and you want to have as little as possible. And there's other ways of like saving paper and whatever. And I was really interested in that, which was which was useful. There seems to be a lot of work involved. <laughs> looking at it. yeah, you have to think and you have to kind of enjoy thinking about how flaps are gonna work. And also, it's also you gotta oh you also gotta think about which bits are gonna tear off. Because you know, children can like inhale oh, them and die. Point. Yeah, the... yeah. So you, you <laughs> mustn't make bits that will tear off. So they're all designed so they can be sellotaped together, which is actually a big design consideration, which which actually changed some of. Okay. Oh right, really? That's why there's no complicated pop-ups in there, because we thought about doing more complicated things, and it's so like you can't fix them. And this is meant to be a book that you like, that you really interact with, and if you see children, um, read this. Especially the page with the wall, they get, they get really overexcited. <laughs> so they're like, you know, can we go back and do that again? Is that that bit? Yeah, it's that bit, especially that bit when, where, where Tiny kind of says, "Throw me some wool," and you go, "Yeah!" and you smack him on the face <laughs> with some wool. Oh, and they do it. They, some some kids just do it over and over again, and they're like almost like oh, they go a bit mental. And then you turn the page, and it says, "Oh, let's let's go back to the wall and do that some more." <laughs> and they turn back the page and do that some more. And it's uh, it's it's tough on the um, on the material. <laughs> But it's part of the beauty of the book, though, that allows you to do it that. It allows it, yeah. And the, the story is, doesn't, isn't ruined by it. If you're going to rip out that wall, throw it across the room, run after it, pick it up, run around screaming, and then slap the cat in the face <laughs> with a bit of paper wool and scream until you, you know, fall over, and then turn the page, then your mum can, like, take the wall, sell it <laughs> back in, and so like reset for the next day, and it's fine. That's completely, completely okay. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do that with a more complicated pop-up they, they have to be a bit more serene in a way not get you too excited I think anyway. mm. oh, one thing I meant to ask is about the red <laughs> cover as well is, a, is if you haven't seen the book it's a, a really bold red cover with pretty much nothing on it apart from right at the very top there's a few little cats popping out I mean, was that a, that's quite a brave thing I mean or was that something that you intended to be quite that was I did not design the cover I admit that <laughs> but I designed the cover he's very good but we, yeah we designed it I mean, it was his idea. He mocked it up. He kind of said, can we... Um, well, the thing is, it says there are cats in this book. 
So technically, if you think about it a lot, and we thought about it like for weeks until we had very big sections of our brains dedicated <laughs> to that, and we, yeah, we, we kind of went, we, we kind of really understood in a kind of Zen way a, a really good reason why there couldn't be any cuts on the cover, which probably is for you not instantly no, obvious <laughs> because it's, you've it's not been thinking about book, it for weeks. You know, it's not. <laughs> yes, but basically, yeah, you can kind of see it's it's it if it says there are cats in this book and there's a cat on the cover. It's not so strong. If you don't see anything on the outside, it just says there are cats in this book. And the cats, you know, then it says on the first page, they're not here. On the second page, they're not here either. And on the third one, there they are. It's part of the excitement, I That's suppose, the like building. discovering the cats. If you put them on the cover, you've already got them. Yeah, so... But the thing is, you couldn't sell a, a book about cats with a cover with no cats on. You just can't. <laughs> so like the booksellers are going to throw you... You know, they're, they're going to not be excited. So what... We did, yeah, it was put the cats under the dust jacket so you can already discover them, but they're peeking out a little bit. And yeah, that was the idea of the designer after thinking about it. <laughs> For a long time, <laughs> a long I time imagine. <laughs> but I got to decide how the cats, um, what the cats are doing under the cover so that they're doing a merry little jig and <laughs> bouncing up, bouncing. trying to trying to look out. That, that, was, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't, you know, I didn't think that far I must say so if you um, if uh, you had any advice for someone that was going to make a picture book and maybe be quite inspired by yours um, because it's got so much going on in it but it's so simple I mean what advice would you give what would you sort of um, is there anything you should tell them not to do specifically um, still remember that it's got to be 12 spreads <laughs> <laughs> because if it's a novelty book they're not very excited about more than 12 spreads because it gets very expensive but I don't know, I actually don't have to consider that straight away because it gets changed so much anyway. I just, I don't know, make it, make an exciting thing that people really like playing with and that makes you laugh and then show it to people and uh, they can, if they really like it, hopefully they can make it work. I think it's just, just don't just imagine it, but make it. That's how, how much, um, I mean, how much thought actually, I'm just thinking it did go into the words as well because... Um, as much as it's kind of an activity book, there are still words in there that kind of drive the story. I mean, were they hard? Was it tough to do? Oh, insanely. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it's like every... Oh, it must be... I think if you put all the different versions together, you'd have like a, a short novel, I think. <laughs> there is so much because it's always... It t took so much working out how to encourage someone to turn a page without it getting repetitive and boring and how to, you know make it so the cats talk to you, talk to each other. They always have to get very specific information across. They've got very little space. Sometimes the bubbles need to be covered up by flaps and stuff. It has to be just right, and they still have to have character. And then it all has to be um, nice as well, which is <laughs> very important. You yeah. can't at some point get... Like, I had some cats go, um, like, moon pie in the middle at some point, said, I'm bored now. And uh, I was just so, so not allowed that. Yeah. No, it was just like, this is, you know, we've got a... This is... You know, the, the, it has to be a fun ride all the way through. It's got to, the excitement has to stay, not with every book, but with this one. And it was it was quite a lot of fine tuning. Um, and also, yeah, you always have to know who they're talking to, whether they're talking to each other or to you, which is surprisingly confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we we wrote it. It got a, there was a lot of editing. There was a lot of, and it was always like emotional. It had to be emotionally right. And it had to be technically right. It had to give you the right instructions, but also make you feel the right thing. 
and it happened a lot, a lot, that something gave the right instruction, but then wasn't, didn't make you feel right. Like, are you turning the page or what? And, you know, children go, meh, they're, they're mean to me, you know, and then you you have to say it in a nicer way. It's, it's more complicated than that. But anyway. There's so much more to think about, isn't there? Than just, it's not just the stories. It's like it was a all these fundamental kind of things. It was you... so nice when it worked. But yeah, basically, you make it say the right thing, give the right instructions. It's emotionally wrong. You make it feel really nice. It doesn't say what what it's meant to. And it's not so much a problem if it doesn't have to do something that complicated in such a little space. I'm quite pleased now that people don't seem to get confused anymore in reading it. <laughs> they really did in the beginning. Right then, and, 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 and I've got an easy question here. And uh, Whose work is it that you like at the moment? I mean, is there any picture books out there that you particularly like, or any authors? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. at the moment or general? Just at the general, moment. General. And it, well, who, you know, your inspirations for you, re- you kid? always really liked Tove Janssen. Um, the movements and all that. That I like, that I've always liked best. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's quite safe. <laughs> so it's so nice. I like the tiny little hands and feet and the expressive shapes and stuff. Just these little creatures that are really curious and really happy or really frightened and the way that they change their shapes when they get like, that they've got curious shape. An angry shape and stuff. Moments are important. Moments are important. I think. Yes, I like that there. I'm very impressed that I could read them when I was very little. Like as soon as I could read stories, I, the first proper stories that I remember reading are movement stories, and I really felt that I understood them, and I actually understood. Like I remember reading the story about the Philly junk who's afraid of a storm coming, which I read now and I think, wow, that's so grown up that's just about you know anxiety and what to do with your life and when you realize you know suddenly you're getting a bit old and you you're by yourself and all these things and I, but I completely felt I understood that as a child and I don't quite know in what way but I just remember feeling that this was a story for me and yeah. maybe about me or something when I was just you know very small well I obviously haven't asked you what's coming next What's coming next? Yeah. Part two. Part two of the cats. More book. cats. More cats. And are they in this book? Or are they? Um, there, there will be in a book. <laughs> 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 There'll be a heck of a lot of them, and it's going to have surprises and stuff. But uh... surprise! I'm excited. Oh yes, it'll be very surprising. If it's not surprising, then I've done it wrong. Then I'm hopefully doing a graphic novel, which will be exciting because Sounds it's exciting. a heck of a Big, lot of pictures. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And. Theoretically, I've got a lot of good ideas for it. <laughs> and the thing is, will there be flaps? No, there won't be flaps. There'll be a, a lot of panels. I'm, I'm quite. I do like thinking and panels and stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm a bit worried sometimes because I never know. I never know what my pictures are going to look like in my head, which is less frightening the quicker I can draw the pictures. So with these cats, I. You know, the artwork, the final artwork, it's quite fast. And so it's not very daunting. I think I'm kind of losing it there. <laughs> but anyway, it's, yeah, quite, no, good. it's quite frightening to, to not be able to actually see the whole, a whole graphic novel in my head and to say, yes, I can do it and believe that I can do it. And I really do believe I can do it. I just wish I knew what it's going to look yeah, like. A, yeah, I have no idea. It's a big challenge. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> Okay, well, that's been brilliant. Um, oh. Thank you for ever so much for giving me your time. And, uh, yeah, there are cats in this book. is absolutely brilliant. 
and everybody should own it. Oh yes, please buy. <laughs> buy lots. Um, buy thank, several. Thank you. <laughs> buy several. Buy a hundred. <laughs> okay. Until there are no cats in this book on the shelves. So there are no cats in these shops. <laughs> or something a, like that. There are no cats left in the shops. <laughs> That'd be nice. 